Okay, so if you've got your Bible, feel free to get your Bible out and get it ready. Family Church in all congregations this year, at the beginning of this year, we are all sharing on the same topic. Um, We really felt um, as a leadership, as an eldership in the church, that it was right to do this and it was something that was burdened on the hearts of each of us, that we speak on encounter. And if your heart was open this morning, if you were ready to receive this morning, I'm sure that you felt an encounter, a connection, a divine connection to God. And, and that is really where, where we want to start off this year and for the next couple of weeks, about us encountering God afresh. That we don't just go through another year doing church or being the church. That we have an encounter with the living God. I don't know about your life or where your life is or what's been going on in your journey of your life, but I do know one thing. We live in a fallen world, and in this fallen world, we experience stuff. And some of the stuff that we go through isn't fun. Some of the stuff that we encounter, um, you can think, well, why me? Why this part of my life? Why is this taking place now? And I believe we need to experience his touch upon our lives. And if you're taking notes, you you may want to write down the the thoughts, and it is, he touched me. And I don't know know what those three words means to you right now. Um, You may be thinking of a song, he touched me. You may be thinking of a scripture where we're going to look at a little bit in a while of where he touched them. But right now you may be saying, Lord, I need you to touch me. I need your touch upon my life right now. And I believe before we get to the end of the service, I'm trusting that that will be unanimous across the whole board, that we are crying out to God, touch me, touch me. You know, not like that first touch in your life of salvation where Everything was brand new. No, no, you've journeyed. Many of us have journeyed in our Christian walk. We should be now experiencing a deeper level of that touch upon our life. You know, as I was thinking about this subject of thought, um, you look in the Bible and and, and it's constant, a theme throughout the whole Bible, throughout the old, the new, um, it's, it's, it's old, it's young, it's men, it's women, it's children. Uh, there's moments where God touched or intervened or there was a moment where they encountered God. I don't know when you perhaps felt the last time you encountered God. You may, like they say this morning, you encountered him in worship this morning. But previous to that or at some other point, when was the last time you felt his presence, his, his being around, that moment where you just know the breath of God is in front of you? When was the last time, that moment in your life, where you experienced an encounter with God? I believe we need an encounter. You know, think about your life. This is about self-examination this morning. This is about you not looking at each other or someone near you or someone that you know that you think they ought to have a touch. This is about you, your life, your heart, your journey. And, and as I was looking through the Old Testament, I was thinking about some of the individuals. Abraham, you know, when God cut the covenant with the Abrahamic covenant and, and that moment with the, the pot and the smoke and the, he encountered God in incredible ways and God spoke to him as he would do a friend. When you look at Moses in the burning bush, what is that? That's an encounter with God that that is a phenomenal experience where a a bush is burning, yet it's not being consumed. And he was was experiencing an encounter with God that was just mind-blowing in his experience. And he experienced encounters with God up on the mountain where he and God met face to face and, and on occasions talked together. Elijah, an incredible man of God who encountered God on numerous occasions and numerous miracles that took place in the life of Elijah. I wonder if we have a hunger for that touch of God upon our life and a moment where we encounter his presence. 
Maybe not with a burning bush. I don't want you to go out in the garden and suddenly see this bush on fire. That, that's not, but, but something that would change your life forever. That moment when he saw the burning bush and he heard the voice of God, I want you to go to Pharaoh and set my people free. All of a sudden there was purpose connected to what he heard and then his journey changed direction. When Abraham experienced the presence of God, he left his family and he left everything that was familiar and he said, I'm following God. We need that kind of touch and that kind of encounter in our life. There's Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah. You you go through the Old Testament and you'll find person after person who encountered God. And as I started thinking about the New Testament, I thought of Andrew. Andrew experienced the presence and the personage of Jesus. And because of that, he went to his brother Peter and said, I've found the Messiah. He encountered Jesus and his life changed. And he said, you, Peter, have got to come and find the Messiah as well. It impacted his life. It changed and challenged who he was. And Peter then encountered Jesus. And he said, uh, Jesus said to him, I'll make you, you'll no longer be a fisher of fish, but a fisher of men. And he left his nets. It changed. It totally changed his life forever. I don't know about you, but I've encountered some of those moments in my journey with God where suddenly I encounter him and it changed my direction. And I guess my Christianity, my walk with God has gone a little bit like this, a little bit astray and then walked on the straight and narrow. And I've gone a little bit astray and I've gone back on the straight and narrow. And, and it's weaved back and forth, but I haven't wandered far from the path that God had for me. And I expect many of us are like that at times in our journey. I think of guys like uh, Matthew, tax collector, despised by many. I remember Harry was a tax tax collector. I still haven't forgotten that, Harry. I've forgiven you, but I haven't forgotten. But Matthew, look at Matthew. He was despised by, by those who were Jews, but despised also by the Romans. Zacchaeus. These are guys who had encounters with God and it changed their life. Matthew, he he loved money. He lived for money. The love of money is the root of all evil, not having money. So Matthew wanted, the root of evil in his life was the finance that he could rip off of everybody. But when he encountered Jesus, he gave back and gave back and gave back. Do you know what? When you encounter Jesus, something changes. And I want you just to be ready this morning for something to change in your life. Your journey, your walk, where you're at, your thinking, your processes, how you focus on God, how your heart is leading after him, your passion of your life. I want want the Holy Spirit to challenge you and me. Because I don't want to go through another year like I did last year. I don't want to be the same at the end of 2023 as I was at the beginning. I want to go deeper. I want to experience more. I want to walk with him with more passion than I have ever done in my life. I guess that was a moment for a resounding amen. Amen. There we go. I know you were thinking it, but feel free to talk back. I don't mind either. But Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus, encountered Jesus. What happened? He suddenly saw. He suddenly... See, we may be walking around with spiritual blindness. We know of Jesus. We've walked with Jesus. We've experienced Jesus. But we haven't seen clearly who he is in our life. He isn't our all and all. He's not our everything. He's a part and a portion, and he's in the mix of our life. But it's not all to Jesus I've surrendered. It's to Jesus I've surrendered, but I've kept some of this along the way as well. And I believe today is a day of encounter. I guess one of the most incredible encounters in the New Testament would be Paul, when he was Saul and on the road to Damascus to persecute the church, to lock up Christians and to murder them, encountered Jesus and Jesus said, Paul, or Saul, Saul, why 
Are you persecuting me? It's difficult for you to kick against the goats. And he gives his life to Jesus. And his life is transformed. Have we experienced that kind of transformation when we've encountered the living God? Because that's the norm. As I see it in the Bible, everyone who encountered Jesus, not religion, not their upbringing tradition, when they encounter Jesus, their lives are transformed, changed, different. What you saw before they encountered Jesus and what you see after. The woman at the well. The woman at the well, five of, of, of numerous husbands, numerous partners, was living a life of complete sin. The whole city knew it, encountered Jesus. She then goes back into the city and brings out all the men and there's revival that breaks out. Something changes when you encounter him. Sin that we were used to doing now stops because we've encountered him. Anger that we once had we encounter him and peace comes on, comes on us. Gentleness comes on us. Kindness comes on us. There is a transformation that begins to take place on the inside. Can you see how important this is? That we encounter not just religion, but him, Jesus who is the one who changes us from the inside out. Religion will try and change you from the outside in. And it's man-made and it fails. But Jesus changes us from the inside out. That's the beauty of salvation. How can we do this for me, for you, for your life? And I, I, I was so excited as I was preparing this. Before Christmas, I began preparing this and I've changed some things and added some things even this morning as the Holy Spirit was downloading last minute. This is what the Lord does at times. It's like last minute download before the meeting. But this, is my, this has been my prayer for all of December and, and, and Jane can be my witness of that. I've been praying for an encounter for all of us. You're not here by mistake. You may be visiting. You may be a guest. You may have found us. Whatever it is, you may have been dragged here. You are not here by mistake. All right? I've been praying for you, for everyone that was in this room today. And my prayer was, Lord, let it be full. God has answered my prayer compared to what we've seen leading up to this year. You're not here by mistake. You're here as an answer to prayer. That's the first thing. Listen to this scripture. Okay, how can I receive a touch from God? Okay, listen up. This is a great scripture. Acts chapter 3, verse 19 and 20. This is how we receive a touch from God. So repent. Change your inner self. Your old way of thinking, regret, and past sins, and return to God. Seek his purpose for your life, so that your sins may be wiped away, blotted out, and completely erased, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, restoring you like cool wind on a hot day. That he may send you Jesus, the Christ, who has been appointed for you. What a great passage of scripture. How can we experience times of refreshing and encounter with God in this place today? We need to repent. You know your life. I'm not going to stand here and tell you what I need to repent of or get right in my own life. But we, there's not one person in this room that's living perfect, all right? That I do know. All right? You're as... You're as <laughs> We, none of us do, right? So I know I'm speaking truth to all of our hearts. The key to us of experiencing the presence of God, that refreshing, cool wind in the heat of the day, that moment of refreshing in our lives is to repent and to return and to seek him. 
You know, when, when, Paul, uh, when Peter was writing these words in, in Acts chapter 3, it, it was at that moment when, um, when the, blind, uh, no, the, the crippled man had just been healed at Gate Beautiful. And, and, and you know, what, what happened? He encountered the presence and the power of God at work. Forty years that man had been laid at the at, at, at Gate Beautiful, not been able to walk at all, and, and begged for, for for finance to keep himself alive, and he encountered the presence and the power of God through two men who went to the temple to pray. You and I, throughout this year, need to carry that same very same presence in our life. For those who will need a hand up. That man needed a hand up. 40 years being on the floor. He is crippled. He needed a hand up. And you carried that same anointing. You carried that same power. You have been, you've been endowed, empowered with the same name and the same anointing that Jesus gave to these two men who went to the temple, saw a man. Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. That's what we do in life. Whenever we meet someone who needs a hand up, whether it's someone who's on the streets begging or whether it's someone that's going through a tough time in the house of God, all we're doing is saying, let me give you a hand up, such as I have, in the name of Jesus, rise up, be encouraged, be healed, be made whole, be strengthened, be empowered. We just release that which has been given to us. So today really is about a spiritual checkup. Your spiritual checkup and mine. I, I, like I say, I've been going through this and getting excited about it over the last month and a bit. But this is a checkup for your soul. Your spirit, let me let you, let you into a secret. Your spirit would stay in the house of God and be f- led by the spirit to do whatever the spirit says seven days a week. You would be in the house of God worshipping, throwing your crown at his feet and adoring who he is. That's your spirit. And the spirit of God may say to you, go here and you'll go there. And he may say, go somewhere else and you'll go and do it. Why? Because God wants, your spirit wants to connect with God all of the time. The problem is our soul, our mind, will, and emotion. That's what I'm speaking to today. It's your soul. It's the area where you process the life in which we live. The busyness of our world, the, 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 the work that we do, the things that we're involved in, the things that consume our mind and our time. It's the mind, the soul of who we are, that I want to check out where you're at. Is that okay? Yeah. And I can do it with these three few thoughts. Because depending on your zeal or passion level for these few things will indicate whether you need an encounter with God, an awakening, uh, an empowering, whatever that would be. So let us consider your personal zeal and passion, where they lie at the start of 2023 concerning the things of God. I'm speaking to your soul right now. Do you feel that your prayer life has dried up? Only you can answer that for you. Do you feel like your prayer life has dried up? Have you lost the joy of your salvation? Or are you just going through the motions of religious obligation? It's amazing as you start speaking to the soul because the soul is enmity to God. Have you lost your heart for worship or the joy of being the church? People writing, so I'm going to just go through slowly. Have you stopped reading the word? And have you stopped sharing the gospel of Jesus with others? I've written this. If any of these describe your walk with God today, can I suggest you need a fresh encounter with him? It covers every aspect 
of our Christianity. But actually, if one of those is lacking, we're lacking. If one of those are lacking, then God is not able to flow through us like he wants to. So I really want to speak to your soul, to engage your soul so that it connects with your spirit and that you allow the Holy Spirit to speak into your life. So let's deal with these things. Same scripture. So repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regrets and past sins and return to God and seek his purpose for your life. Repent. What does repent mean? Simple. Let's be honest and real before God. You can't, you can't. There is not one thing you have ever done, ever said, ever behaved that God doesn't know about. Let's be real. He is God. He is omnipresent. He is everywhere at the same point, at the same time. And he knows us inside out, back to front. He knows you better than you know you. So if we need to repent this morning because you want to encounter God, how about we repent? We get our heart right. To repent means I'm being heading in this direction, doing what I want to do, how I want to do it, when I want to do it. But I recognize that you are God in my life. You are my Lord and my master and my savior. I am going to turn around and I am going to follow you. I am going to be a God chaser. I am going to be hard on the heels of God for the rest of my life. Repent from the sin, repent from the mistakes, repent from the failures, repent from those things that continually hold you back, hold you captive in the enemy's grasp and say, God, I'm releasing myself to follow you because your anointing destroys the yoke that once held me. We follow after him. We turn around and go in a different direction. Do you need to go in a different direction. Has, has there been things that has consumed your thinking, consumed your time, that you've not got enough time for God to read his word, to pray, to attend church, to be the church, to, to be the things that he wants you to be? I just don't have the time these days. Well, I have to stand here and say, well, you need to repent because God should be number one. And trying to fit God into your life is not the way it's done. You fit your life into God. He is the center of it all. Second thing is what we do is we change our inner self. Your old ways. Our old ways of thinking, our regrets, those things that have held us back in our past, our past sins, our past failures, those things that for years may have caused you to to feel guilty or condemned, those things that have weighed heavy upon your life, those things that made you feel unworthy, that you deal with them so that you can move to where God wants you to be. To be transformed by the renewing of your mind through the word of God. That we allow the spirit of God to, to release us from condemnation. You know, the Bible says that there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation. There is no sense of guilt. There is nothing that holds us down where the enemy can condemn you. Why? Because he paid the price for us. He, the, the writing that was against us, he cleansed, he wiped out, he cleared. And he set us free. So today, church, we can make that step. Don't let anything stop you. If you're thinking, oh, Lord, I want an encounter with you, but I've got this in my heart. I've got that in my heart. I've got unforgiveness in my heart. I've got anger in my heart. Deal with it as we go through the message. All right? Deal with things. Allow the Holy Spirit to reveal stuff in you so that you, by the end of the meeting, can walk out of here having had an encounter with the living God. Amen. And then the third thing is this, and return to God and seek his purpose for your life. But I want to do this. Sorry, get I out the way and say, I, I, your will be done, not mine. Get I out the way. I want to go here and I want to do that and I want to see the world. Uh, No, not my will, but yours be done. 
I don't want to talk to that person across the road. Not my will, but yours be done. I don't want to talk to the person at the checkout. I, I, I feel embarrassed. Not my will, but yours be done. Can you imagine the lives that would be impacted as we say, Lord, not my will, but yours in everything that we do? For some, that may end up being in the area of your finance. Lord, no, I don't want to do that, but your will be done. It may be sacrificing football on a Sunday and coming to church, the house of God, and saying, okay, that may have been good for that one, that may have been good for that one, but I know that this is where I need to bring my kids into the house of the Lord so that the Spirit of God comes upon them. Or whatever else hobby it may be. I only do golf once a month, but then you clean your car once a month, and then you do something else once a month, and you give God once a month. Jesus at the centre of it all. We are positioning. See, if we do not position ourselves in the place where, he can, in, where we can encounter him, we will never encounter the living God. We'll just encounter what we once knew. Do you know what? I, I, again, I was listening to worship this morning before, um, before Jane came down. I was just listening to the worship and just encountering God's presence in my life. It doesn't have to be here in church it can be in the workplace, in the lift, wherever. Oh, can you imagine? You're just, in, you're just loving God going up in the lift. So everyone thinks you do the same thing every day. You've got your eyes closed as you're going up on the lift. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit says to you, pray for everybody in this, in this lift right now. And you suddenly let loose and you begin, Holy Spirit, get upon these people. And, and then the doors open and they're all praying in tongues. Why can't those things happen? Is that too hard for God to do? Or you go in to see someone who's in hospital and you're praying or you're spending time with them, you're connecting with them, you're, you're just, and the Holy Spirit says, I want you to walk through the doors of the corridor of this hospital. And as you do, the shadow that is upon you will heal every sick person. And you say, oh, I don't, it may have happened one time. It's an encounter with God. That's where our faith has got to just lift and say, not my will. But let it be done to me according to your word. Because this is the God that we serve. I haven't even got to the best part. It's about posturing. Are you posturing yourself? Right now, this morning, you may be, you, not point at anybody. This would be me. Lay back on my chair. I, I have a tendency to lay back on my chair when I sit there. Or are we posturing ourselves on the edge of our seat? Lord, that's me. I want this. I need this. I'm hungry for this. I need a touch from you this day. Can I hear music? I thought, I thought it was heavenly voices for a second. So, <laughs> I was just checking everybody else could hear it. So. <laughs> Are we positioning, posturing? Are we leaning in? Oh, I know I was going to use you. <laughs> the Bible says, draw near to me. And I will draw near to you. It isn't I may or will. Maybe sometime if you're pressing hard enough, he says, if you, if you lean into me, I will lean into you. Are we posturing ourselves right now in our hearts in this room? Because when we do, this is the promise that comes our way. When we position our lives and posture ourselves and lean into him, times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. Who needs to be refreshed in this room? Who needs the, the refreshing wind of the Spirit to blow over us in this place? Who needs the fresh wine? You know, new wine in new, new wineskin. I don't want old, old wine in this old wineskin. I want fresh new wine. I want my youth being renewed like the eagles. Therefore, I'm going to stay new and stay refreshed. And I want new wine in this new wineskin. 
I don't want to just stay where I once was, what I once experienced, what once, you know, someone, someone went, uh, said to me not so long ago, oh, do you remember how the spirit used to move? I don't care how the spirit used to move. I want to see how the spirit is going to move and how we will use you and I in our everyday lives and as we come together as a church. Because it's not just about two hours on a Sunday. Don't get excited about the Holy Spirit moving on two hours on a Sunday. That should be our norm. It's how the Holy Spirit will use us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days or 66, depending on if we're in a leap year. Because he won't want to miss a moment. It's how he uses us every day of our life. And that's when we were experienced times of refreshing. Repent, seek him. Repent and deal with stuff and seek him. Repent of those things that hold us back and, and follow hard after his The reason some of us aren't encountering God is because we're so laid back and chilled out and we think, oh, well, you know, who, who cares whether he does or whether he doesn't? I'm hungry for the things of God. I'm hungry. Blessed is the man who hungers and thirsts after righteousness. What? He shall be filled. I'm hungry for God. I'm hungry for a new experience. I'm hungry for a new encounter. I'm hungry for his presence to fill me afresh so that there's times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord, restoring you like cool wind on a hot day. Another translation says it this way. Pour out showers of blessing to refresh you. Who wants some of that? Oh, yes, Lord. But we want that. Are we prepared to do the other? Repent. Seek him with all of our heart. See, so often we want his, what he can give us, but we won't want to do the process to get there. I want to help you with the process so that we can enjoy the fullness. I believe we need to get real with God at the beginning of this year. Now I'm going to share with you what I believe is one of the most amazing encounters in the whole of the Bible and possibly one of the most important and powerful passages of Scripture that is revealed in the Word of God. Hopefully I'm building your anticipation and excitement because this is, this is so blown my mind as I've gone over this. I think this is one of the most powerful scriptures in the Bible and it's so amazing that when it happened, Jesus turned to his, those disciples with him and said, do not speak of this until I am res resurrected. Don't mention this to anybody whilst I am still alive. That is how important this passage is, that Jesus didn't want anybody else to have heard what was said. Now, some of you in the room are thinking, I wonder what passage that is. Others are saying, I know what that is. Well, I'm going to put you out of your misery. Here we go. Matthew 17. Now I'll build it up. This is incredible. Matthew 17, 1, uh, 1 through to 9. Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. This moment, it's just, I wish I had another hour all right, this moment, Jesus is on the mountain. Peter, James, and John are with him. And Jesus walks up there as one of them, looking like one of them. They sensed that he was different, but he, he, he was flesh and blood just like they were. But up on the mountain of transfiguration, something happened to Jesus that astounded them that astonished them. It, they couldn't believe their eyes. It was a phenomenal experience. And Jesus was transfigured before them. In other words, he became glorified. As he was in heaven, so he was again here on the earth. The glorified Jesus stood before them. What a moment. What a moment. They encountered something that Jesus said, do not make mention of this until I am risen from the dead. We, look, we read it on the page and we think, so? <laughs> he was transfigured. Let me read the, the message. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun. 
His clothes became white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them talking with him. Moses and Elijah. Moses represented the law. Elijah represented the prophets. The word and the spirit. (laughs) How much we need both the word and the spirit. Moses represented those who would die in the natural. Elijah never saw death and represented those that would be raptured like you and me. What was happening on the Mount of Transfiguration was mind-blowing. It was astounding. It was an encounter with God that they couldn't talk about because it was so holy. It was so powerful and it couldn't be spoken of on the earth until Jesus was risen. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, is it good for us to be here? Oh, oh, you just, because we can't see it, I've meditated on it and I've prayed over this scripture for a month. Because we can't see it, we can't, we can't, gra- we can't grasp the gravity and the importance and the power that was unfolding here. But Peter says, Lord, is it good for us to be here? If you wish, let us make three tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Do you know what? Every time the children of Israel encountered God, they had a God encounter. Something significant happened. They would pile up stones. They would build a tabernacle. They would build an altar that represented that moment. They would lift up a stone that would represent a moment. What moments are we having where we lift up a stone and we say, that was a God moment in my life, that there was a transformation, something changed on the inside. There was a, the spirit changed me. The, the, the word of God changed me. The presence of God in that meeting changed me. What, what things are we lifting up and saying, that was a God moment in my life? I believe today, is one of those moments as we repent and as we deal with and as we say, I'm going to follow you with all my heart. Could be one of those moments in your life today. I'm just going to carry on because I could, I could go off on all sorts of tangents. While he was still speaking, hang on, let's go back. Uh, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. You're not hearing those exact same words. He who has ears to hear, you're hearing something of what God wants to do in your life right now. For those who have ears to hear, you're hearing, I need an encounter. I'm trusting you for an encounter in this place today. And Peter is saying, as he's speaking, and this cloud overshadowing, we don't see the cloud of God's glory, but he's here. How do I know he's here? Where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst. If you've been wondering whether God is here and whether you can experience an encounter, he is here. Because his word says he is. Not because I feel goosebump, but because I know he is because his word says so. And that same word, that same overshadowing can be your portion here today. That the spirit of God overshadows you. And moves upon your heart. And Spirit of God speaks into your life. Are you open to receive that today? This is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Are you hearing what God is saying today? And when the disciples heard it. They fell on their faces. And were greatly afraid. See. A bright cloud, the the Shekinah glory of God overshadowed them. Then a voice from heaven, they heard it. 
and they became greatly afraid. They honored, they were in awe of the presence of God. And listen to this, this next verse, verse 7. This is the one I've been praying specifically. But Jesus came and touched them. Right across this room. That Jesus came and he touched them. That he touched them. We all need that touch. They'd seen something, they'd experienced something, they encountered something, but there was something even greater than a cloud and a voice. It was his touch. His touch upon their life. In this place today, I believe the Holy Spirit is here. I believe he's ready to touch every life that is open for him. I believe in this room that you can experience God in this place. Redirect, redirecting, repositioning, reinfusing, refilling your life afresh. And it goes on and says, and when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and they were greatly afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, arise and do not be afraid. And when they had lifted their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. And now they came down from the mountain and Jesus commanded them saying, tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. I don't know how difficult that was for James and John, but for Peter, that must have been so difficult. Peter was the one always speaking out and getting himself into trouble. It must have been so difficult for Peter to have not mentioned the things that he had just seen, to boast and to brag and to speak about those things. But each one of them held their peace until Jesus was raised from the dead. Jesus came and touched them. Today, are you ready for that touch upon your life? I'm just going to challenge you because we all need that touch. I'm going to remind you first, repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret and past sins. Return to God. Seek his purpose for your life so that your sins may be wiped away, blotted out and completely erased so that you can stand in righteous standing before God just as if you'd never sinned. So that times of refreshing would come from the presence of the Lord, refreshing you with a cool wind on a hot day. And I've been praying and I've been asking the Lord, how, how can I do this? And as I woke up this morning, this is what came to mind. I was thinking, I, the amount of time it's going to take me to preach your word, Lord, I'm not going to have time at the end of the service, or the kids' church will get angry with me. So I said, Lord, how? How can we do this? And this is what I felt led by the Spirit to do. Right where you are, let's do business with God. I believe through this meeting, as I've reminded you and encouraged you to check your heart, to check your life, to check where you're at. Right where you are, you can encounter that, that refreshing from God, that moment, that touch, that encounter. So I'm going to ask you to posture, your, posture yourself, to position yourself to receive. For those in this room, and you may say, well, that's not me right now. That's fine. But for those of you in this room that want a fresh encounter with God in your life, would you please stand with me? Please don't do it because somebody else is or because you want them to. If this is you and this message is spoken into your heart and you want an encounter with him, because we're posturing ourselves, I had asked the worship team to come and worship while we did this moment. I'm not going to, because this is about you and God right now. I'm going to ask you just to close your eyes. The Bible is very clear. Lift up your hands without wrath and doubting. I'm going to encourage you now, right now, lift up your hands. 
is a, is a posture of receiving. If I came towards you to give you a present, you'd, you'd lift out your hands or lift up your hands or whatever you would do. Father, we position ourselves right now before you. And Father, we thank you that you said in 1 John 1.9 that if we, if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So as a congregation, we stand before you and Lord, we repent. Right now, I want to encourage you just to stand before God and, and just do business with God as you repent of those things that you know that have hindered your walk with him. Just ask for that forgiveness that he would forgive you right now, just as he said in his word he would do. And cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. From the far as the east is from the west, so are our sins removed from us. Not because of what we're doing, but because of what he's already done and called us to do. Father God, we stand before you and we repent of sin. We repent of hardness of heart. We repent, Lord, of the things that we've placed in position of you. And Father, we repent of those things today. Lord, you know each heart in this room. As we stand before you, we just say, Lord, have your way in our life. And today we choose to get back on the path of righteousness, not our own path, not the path of wandering, not the path of wildernesses, but Father, that narrow path that you've called us to walk, that path which is for you. And Lord, we position you back in the center of our life. And Lord, we want everything else that we do to be centered around you. Our finance, our work, our relationships, our home, our children, our social life. Father, I pray that each one of us will just position you at the centre and everything else will be at the peripheral. Lord, we choose this day to serve the living God. Father, right now, I thank you for times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. Holy Spirit, we pray right now that out of our belly, just put one hand on your belly and one hand in the air to the Lord. On the last day of the feast, Jesus cried out, anyone who thirsts, let him come to me and out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. He didn't speak concerning anything other than the spirit that was yet to be outpoured. Father, right now we ask, fill us afresh with the presence, the power and the anointing of your Holy Spirit in our lives. Fill us afresh, Holy Spirit. Fill us afresh. Let your anointing be ours. Let your anointing be all over us. Let the anointing of God break off that which has held us back. Let the anointing of God destroy the yokes in our life. Let the anointing of God, the Christ in us, be the voice and the message which we carry. Father, I pray this day, Lord, that like the cool wind on a hot summer's day, Lord, that you would blow by your Holy Spirit in our life. Just in that upper room where the wind of your Spirit blew, I pray right now across this room that you would blow afresh. Lord, that the dross, the rubbish and the junk of our life would be blown away. And Lord, times of refreshing and empowering would come in the presence of, your, of you, Lord. And Lord, let the fire. Lord, you said, John, John the Baptist would baptize with water. But when the Spirit comes, he would baptize with water and with fire. And I pray in the name of Jesus in this room today, Lord, that you would ignite us with fire in our bones, Lord. That fire in our spirit would drive us to the things that you want us to do and the lives that you want us to live. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. 
Come on, you just pray. You just begin to pray. Holy Spirit, come and fall afresh on me. Come, Phil, can we sing that song? Holy Spirit, come and fall afresh on me. I don't know, I don't know if you can. If you can't, let's just sing it without music. Like, fall afresh on me. Fall afresh on me. Come on. Yes, Lord. Jesus. All over this room. As our hearts are open, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh. Fall afresh. Jesus, Jesus. Let it fall. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Let the Spirit of God, Spirit of the living God, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Spirit of the living God. The living God. Jesus. Yes, Lord. Fall afresh. Fall afresh on our hearts and our lives. Lord, let us be vessels of use in the kingdom of God, Lord. Spirit of the living God. All over this place. All over this place. Spirit of the living God. Fall afresh. Come on, let the Spirit of God flow. Spirit of the God, Spirit of the living God, Jesus, 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 oh yes, Lord, Jesus, all over, Lord, here we are in this place, come Holy Spirit, thirsty hearts, Lord. Thirsty hearts, Lord Jesus. Thirsty hearts. Thirsty hearts. Ku baba baro dore madore mani andara basi karadanne. Shakur mundundundo baba baro dore madore. 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 Shakur Spirit of the living God. Spirit of the living God. Full afresh. Full afresh. Full afresh. Fall afresh. Fall afresh. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Fall afresh. Fall afresh. Fall afresh. Times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. Times of refreshing. Times of refreshing. Come fill our hearts, Lord. Come fill our hearts, Lord. Let joy, let joy fill our hearts. Let the joy of the Lord fill our hearts. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Joy, joy down in my soul. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. One person's experience may be different to another. Just as it was in the Bible, it may be a burning bush. It may be laughter. It may be tears. It may be on your knees. It may be something else. But don't miss this moment. Don't miss this moment. If you pray in tongues, pray in tongues and release the Spirit of God to touch you. Release the lid. 
that you've always set. Release the lid that you've always had in your life. And you said, this much God, but no more. Release that lid today. Spirit of the living God. As it says in Psalm 23, my cup's full. Hey, don't leave it at being full. Let it be full and running over. Let it be full and running over this morning. Running over in your life. The Spirit of the Lord. Filled. Be filled in Jesus' name. Be filled in Jesus' name. And running over. Running over. Oh, I used to know a song, running over, running over. My cup's full and running over. For what the Lord said to me, I don't know what the rest of it is, but Lord, I want it running over. Running over, Lord. Running over, Lord. Running over, running over. Running over, Lord. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. My cup's full. I'm running over. Oh, Jesus. 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 Oh, yes, Lord. 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 Have your way. Have your way. Waves. Waves. Waves in this place. Waves in this place. Waves of refreshing. Waves of refreshing. Waves of refreshing. Waves of His presence, Lord God. Waves of Your presence in His place. Lord, let that wave wash over us. Let Your wave wash over our life. If there's anyone that needs healing in this place, draw on the presence of God who is here present to heal to set free, to deliver, to bring His anointing upon our life. Receive right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, Lord, all over this place. All over this room. All over this room. Thank you, Father. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I think it was, uh, I think it was Isaiah. He said, my eyes have seen the Lord. High and lifting up. And the train of his robe fills the temple. Who am I that he should call me? Woe to me that I am undone. And uh, place shook with the presence of God. Let your life shake with the things of God in your life. Let your life be so consumed by Him that you have no room for anything else. All to Jesus I surrender. I Surrender all. I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. High and lifted up. And the robe fills the temple. I have seen the Lord. Come on church, begin to speak that over your life. I have seen the Lord. I have, I have, I have seen the Lord. Just as Peter, James and John, they saw him in his glory. We have seen him and his train fills the temple. Where's the temple? It is here. It is you. It is I. It is our lives. He said, I now abide in you. You are my dwelling place. I have seen the Lord. Spirit of the living God, shake, shake the lives of your people. Because in these last days, there is a shaking that's going to go on. And I want us ready as a church. I want us ready as individuals that when there is a shaking in this world, we are ready for whatever comes because we have seen the Lord.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is one of those meetings that will not end. This is one of those meetings that I pray God continues to work in your life like yeast within, within a loaf that he keeps working it and it grows and you pull out some and you bake a loaf but the yeast keeps growing and it keeps on, keeps on, keeps on keeping on in our life. Not just a moment in the house of God but this continues in our life, in our private life, our personal life, our public life. The, the presence of God that you felt here today continues with you. This is our encounter month. And I've just got a couple of things. Don't stop whatever you're doing, but just hear. We are fasting, an encounter fast. Between the 16th as a church, we're doing this all, all 12, 1400 of us, those that want to join in, that is. We're fasting between the 16th and the 22nd of January. You can do a part fast, you can do one meal fast, you can do a fast for the week, however you feel led to do, but we will be fasting as a church between the 16th of January and the 22nd of January. On the end of that Sunday, Sunday the 19th, we are going to do a prayer and encounter night here between 6.30, well, 6.30 onwards. I'm not even going to put an end to the time. 6.30 onwards, you can come, you can go as you wish during that time. But if you're hungry for God, I just encourage you to be here and to encounter him in that time of worship. That's going to be Sunday the 22nd. And then just a random one to chuck in here. We're going to do a Valentine's meal for couples. And Jane and I are going to just speak um, some thoughts and encouragement for marriages um, and the journey of, of love and relationship. How about that? That's something so sweet and so lovely. <laughs> so um, it is for couples, um, but we need to know numbers of who would like to be here. We're going to have a meal cooked in the room, well, in the kitchen, and we're going to eat in the room, and then we're just going to... I don't know quite what else we're going to do that night, but we're just going to... It's going to be fun, um, but we're going to just impart some, some marriage uh, things that we've learned along the way. Um, but I believe it's spiritual. It's a spiritual thing. If, you th- if you've got an issue with Valentine's, we could have done it any time, absolutely. Um, but it just, it just helps connect the soul. Anyway, <laughs> we do have a couple of praise reports and we have a couple of prayer requests. And we're going we're gonna to end with these. Praise reports. Um, we've been praying for Chris, who had a car accident. Many of you re- remember this guy. Um, and he was paralysed from the neck down uh, back in September. He is now walking with the support from the medical team. The medical team... It's absolutely amazing. The medical team um, are amazed at his progress. They can't understand how this has happened. Um, it is only God, and we give thanks and praise. Uh, Jane, Pastor Jane, would like to give thanks and praise to God for the way he's brought her through what we would call the valley of the shadow of death. Uh, and it was a horrendous time and a horrendous journey, but here she is, and we praise the Lord for that journey. Um, we're going to pray for four needs this morning, um, and each one just needs a real touch from God. There's an overseas mum who really needs a touch from God um, for those who would know, would know, but um, just going to call her an overseas mum who needs a touch. Um, we're going to pray for a young lad called Jack. He's part of our momentum. He comes here each week or every other week, and he's got a, an operation transferring tendons on his shin bone to re- correct a displacement of his foot due to cerebral palsy. So please pray for success. He's very anxious about that but Jack from Momentum uh, we're going to pray for Pete Pete my brother uh, this last week he had a bleed behind the knee um, and it was it was incredibly aw- it was an awful situation um, he, he was in hospital uh, they're, they're dealing with it um, and he just it, it separated the bones of his knee in several directions um, and so he needs prayer needs healing um, but he needs full restoration 
because very often these things don't go back to how they once were. So we're just praying for complete restoration. And we're also going to pray for Andy, um, who's had a complete crash with his mental health. So we're going to pray for restoration for him as well. God knows your need. And there are also many other needs that are in this room, and I'm very conscious of those. So let's just pray as we finish this morning. Father, I thank you that you know, you, you, you know the praise reports because you were so involved with each of them, and we thank you. But Lord, you know the needs, those that are written, those that are voiced, and those that are in our hearts. And Father, we just stand before you as the God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or imagine. The one who is the healer, the restorer of the broken down, the waste places of our life. Father, we call upon you, who you are an ever-present help in time of need. So Father, we thank you that you heal, you restore, you, you move in families, you, Lord, deal with finances. Father, whatever it is that we need right now, Lord, we lift Jack before you. We lift this mum before you. We lift Pete and we lift, lift Andy before you. Father, for, for Kirsty and others in this room, Father, we lift them before you and we say, Lord, your will be done in heaven. Your will in heaven be done on earth. In Jesus' name, your kingdom will. Your kingdom come. Lord, your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I know we've gone later, but it was so worth it. Go in what you've received today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.